0: So then, let's uh, welcome Gion. Good morning to you. Good
1: morning, Alex.
0: And we've heard recently the bombing of that hospital uh, in Afghanistan about the breach potentially of the Geneva Conventions on the part of the US military. But Mm -hmm. while we often... Here these conventions refer to perhaps we've lost track of what they are and how they came about so you're here to help us along with that.
1: Yes well today I'm going to be talking about the Geneva Conventions which is a series of treaties on the treatment of civilians, prisoners of war or POWs and soldiers who are considered incapable of fighting. And it consists of four conventions and three po- protocols while the first convention was initiated by the International Committee for Relief to the Wounded which later became the International Committee for the Red Cross and Red Crescent. And this convention was devised to protect wounded and sick soldiers during wartime. And now the Swiss government agreed to hold the conventions in Geneva. And then a few years later, there was another convention designed to protect shipwrecked soldiers. And after World War II in 1949, again, two new conventions were added to the original two, and all four were ratified by a number of countries. Countries. And the 1949 versions are in force today, along with the three additional protocols.
0: So let's take a look at the conventions in more detail.
1: Yes, well, let's take a look at Convention 1. And it's called the uh, Convention for the Amelioration of the Condition of the Wounded and Sick in Armed Forces in the Field. And now in Geneva, 12th of August. Uh, 1949, and this is the fourth version of the Geneva Convention on the wounded and sick after the previous ones in 1864, 1906, and then 1929. The fundamental principles remained basically the same as in the former versions, except for the new introductory chapter on general provisions. The notable changes were made in the area of personnel, with the new convention, uh, medical personnel and chaplains falling into enemy hands had to be immediately repatriated. Um, This is the link to the current affairs Mm. with uh, the bombing. And when U.S. forces bombed the Afghanistan hospital earlier this month, it was actually a serious violation of international humanitarian law, according to this 1949 Geneva Convention. And the 1949 Convention takes account of the changed conditions of warfare and stipulates that they may, in certain circumstances, be retained to care for prisoners of of war. Uh, The provisions on medical equipment were revised regarding medical transports. It was provided that uh, medical aircraft may, in certain circumstances, fly over neutral territory.
0: Interesting. Mm. Um, What about the previous conventions, though?
1: So let's look into the two, three, um, and four. So convention two is for the amelioration of the condition of the wounded, sick, and shipwrecked members of armed forces at sea. This was in Geneva, 12th of August, 1949. The present convention, the one that's in force, replaced the Hague Convention of 1907 for the adaptation to marine warfare of the principles of the Geneva Convention. Mm. It contains 63 articles, whereas the 1907 convention had only 28. So you can see that they had revised and amended according to the new rules or new conditions. The 1907 convention restricted itself to adapting to maritime warfare, the principles of the Convention on the Wounded and Sick in Land Warfare. So the convention was extended to be conceived as a complete and independent convention.
0: It's amazing, isn't it? Because a surface look at warfare would probably. be surprised Mm -hmm. that we'd even be talking about conventions that people Mm -hmm. would think in those terms and restrain themselves in those ways but of course uh, those are the expectations placed upon our global militaries including Mm -hmm. the US as you mentioned before. We also have Convention 3 though, what's that one?
1: well it's relative to the treatment of prisoners of war and the current convention replaced the Prisoners of War Convention of 1929 It was necessary to revise the 1929 version due to a variety of changes that had occurred in the conduct of warfare and the consequences and as a result, certain regulations were revised to be more explicit. Uh, the categories of persons entitled to prisoner of war status were broadened in accordance with Conventions 1 and 2. And the conditions of places of captivity were more precisely defined, in particular with regard to the labor of prisoners of war, uh, their financial resources, the relief they receive, and the judicial proceedings instituted against them.
0: And then you've got another convention.
1: Yes, it goes on. Doesn't And Convention 4 is relative to the protection of civilian persons in time of war. This was very necessary because the Geneva Conventions, which were adopted before 1949, were concerned with only combatants, uh, not with civilians. Some provisions concerning the protections of populations against the consequences of war and their protection in occupied territories are contained in annexes to the Hague Conventions of 1899 and 1907. Mm. But during World War II, the Hague provisions was insufficient in protecting against the dangers from air warfare and of the problems relating to treatment of civilians in enemy territory and in occupied territories. I mean,
0: obviously, a number of these conventions have come into force after World War II, which Mm -hmm. was a significant game changer. But it feels like things are changing all the time. Yes. Uh, What about... uh, the protocols, Yes, then, that well, we also speak of.
1: Just briefly touching upon the three protocols. Protocol one, it's related to the protection of victims of international armed conflicts. Uh, the signing of nations agreed to further re- restrictions on the treatment of those protected persons. And protocol two, this one is relating to the protection of victims of non-international armed conflicts. And
0: then you've got a third one as well.
1: And this one is related to the adoption of an additional distinctive emblem, which is... A the third emblem or the red crystal
0: right thank you very much jian <laughs> a lot of uh, jargon in there but Definitely. it helps us get beyond the the general description of these conventions as being protective thank you very much for joining us today
1: thank you alex
0: chojian with today's glossary